Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Mel McLaughlin. Welcome to No Turning Back, the Tokyo 2020 podcast. It's been a long five-year wait, but the Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games are finally happening and there is no turning back now. In this series, I'll be meeting some of the athletes going for gold in Tokyo and sharing their stories. When the Australian softball team landed in Tokyo at the start of June, they weren't just the first Aussies to land in the Olympic city. They were the first athletes in the world to arrive for the Games. It was an international wake-up call that captured headlines from New York to New South Wales. The Games are on this July. There's no turning back now. Joining me today are three of the Aussie softballers from inside their Japan bubble, Kaya Parnaby, Belle White and Taylor Sitsikronis. Delighted to say joining me now are three members of the Aussie softball team, the Aussie spirit, Kaya Parnaby, Belle White and Taylor Sitsikronis. Hello, ladies. Hey. <laughs> That's a good start. Uh, all in sync. We're so happy to be speaking to you guys for a number of reasons. Obviously, you guys are the first ones actually over there in Tokyo. We want to get a sense of that. But firstly, just what was it like when you guys found out how early you were going to be going over there and um, I guess leaving your, your friends and family and being away for so long? Um, we're sort of used to it. Um, before our world championships, we head over a, a month or two prior to the championships to play some international softball, whether it's in America or Japan. So this isn't really anything out of the ordinary for us. So um, I think as a group, it's really good because we're quite used to it. Kaya, before we get to the, you know, what it's like over there, what was it like for you when you found out that softball was back in the Olympics, because none of you have been able to, I'm sure you you grew up obviously seeing things on the television or maybe there in person, but softball's back in the Olympics. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy day for us. So I play over here with our captain, Stacey Porter, and we were actually at um, the Golden Temple with a few other Australian friends when we found out that, um, that we were back in the games and to be over in Japan, it was kind of surreal at the time. And all our teammates over here were jumping on board and so excited for softball to be back in. And after the long hiatus that we had, everyone, just any softballer, whether it be in Australia, Japan, um, all abroad, they were just so excited to have softball back. Well, not many people have waited longer than you guys. Not only was there that, you know, long wait to get softball back in to the Olympics, but as you say, on top of that, the... Um that little pandemic, the small matter of a pandemic that turned the world upside down and made us wait even longer for Tokyo. Taylor, how do you, how do you think you guys coped with that and, and handled that? Uh, I think it's made us better um, and more resilient and just ready to go, really. We've had a lot of time to prepare now and we're just ready to get there, really. Belle, what about you in, in Adelaide? There was a, what, a small contingent of you guys there just getting through that whole time last year. 
Yeah, I think it was uh, probably a really good thing for our team. I think it made us uh, a lot stronger individually um, and, like Taylor said, really resilient. So I think um, as a group and a squad for us, I think it was actually probably a really um, benefit and positive uh, thing to happen if we're going to take something out of it. I think we've definitely come together as a group a lot fitter, stronger and mentally prepared for what's about to happen. So definitely a positive yeah, and unfortunately, obviously, it's not going to be in the next Olympic Games softball that is in Paris. So did any of you ever think, is this not going to happen at all? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it went through our head a few times. <laughs> yeah, definitely thought that, but we're, um, we're really glad and fingers crossed it's, you know, it's still going to go ahead. Anything can happen. But, um, yeah, definitely a lot of times we thought, oh, God, please don't do this to us because I'll be really old by the time the next one comes. <laughs> Now, I know you guys are in strict conditions, of course, in, in your bubble setup, but have you managed to get a sense of, um, I guess, the feeling over there? We've heard so many reports of the locals not necessarily wanting it, but it, it's, you know, the latest reports are that things are changing. I guess, yeah, we've felt very welcomed in Japan. We have, like when we're driving to and from the field every day, we've always got people waving at us. We keep receiving gifts from just people around wanting to like wanting us to know that they're cheering us on and that they're very proud to be Japanese and that the Olympics is going ahead. So we do get this sense of they do want us here now and that it is that it is a positive thing and that they seem to be coming out of the other side of this state of emergency at the moment and it seems to be very positive from here on. And I think they're just, they're seeing how um, well we're doing and following the protocols that they see that it is quite easy for players to come over if they just follow um, the protocols and very strict on just the basic things, wearing a mask, no contact. So I think they've seen us doing all the right things. They feel a lot better about the situation and more athletes coming over. And and what about you guys? Do you you feel safe in the setup? 100%. Yeah, definitely. We're not really allowed to do anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Um, yeah. So in your day-to-day setup, what, can you just talk us through how it works between, you know, the situation with your hotel, where is everyone, are you spread out, are you all together and how do you travel to and from and is it just the ballpark or the gym or what? So we're very lucky in the fact that our hotel has provided us with everything we need, um, meeting rooms, dining hall we have a gym set up the team and the staff were set up over two levels um and we don't leave levels eight nine and then um our meeting room level which is level three so we literally um all meet on level three before we go to training and we go single file down and out the door masks on um jump straight on the bus hand sanitized before we get on the bus when we get to the field the exact same thing straight into the um, stadium and, yeah, just that's basically uh, what we do. We don't have any contact or anything. We use separate elevators to the rest of the hotel. We use the service elevators. Um, so we don't have any contact with any other guests guests here. And we just do a PCR test uh, every, every morning, day. which is pretty straightforward. What about the flight over? What was that like? It was pretty good, actually. Yeah. We had a whole road to ourselves. Empty <laughs> flight. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> That's always a win. What about the yeah. food situation? Did you guys pack anything, you know, Tim Tams or Milo or anything like that? Or, you know, is it all sorted anyway? Yeah. <laughs> well, we knew we weren't allowed to go out and do anything. So we really packed limited clo- uh, clothing and packed a lot of snacks and foods that we're comfortable with and know that our body 
um, body likes. But um, Otis City are very good at catering to all our different needs and the, you know, vegans, vegetarians and things like that. So they've been really good, but we definitely packed a lot of um, sugary snacks yeah. and we have <laughs> snack time in the afternoon and snack time at night. So, yeah, a lot of food. But, um, yeah, we can get stuff sent over if we need to as well, which is easy. And what about, um, is, has there been room for boredom at all or how you guys, you know, passing the time? It's a lot of time. You can't train the whole <laughs> well, time. It's funny you ask that because literally in the last two days, the three of us have taken up diamond art um, to pass some time. Diamond so, art. So, yeah, yeah, it's literally just like a picture that has a code on it and you stick little diamantes onto it and create this, I guess, this artwork. And it's it's killed our whole <laughs> off day yesterday and we're not bored of it yet. So that's definitely killing some time for us. May need some physio treatment after leaning over. <laughs> and is there, a, did I hear there's a, a pizza party coming up? Yes. yes. We've got that tonight and we've got trivia night as well. So we've already had our first round of trivia and um, we've got round two going on tonight. So that will be good. Who's good at the trivia? Well, my team won last time, but of course. I come second, but <laughs> I, I wasn't. Last. I wasn't good at it, but I have a teammate, Michelle Cox, who is on point with everything. She takes yes. it very seriously. <laughs> who does the questions? Are they hard? Um, it was music yeah. from like movies and like things like that. Uh, this week is TV. This week's is it TV? TV, TV shows and movies. So, so our manager does it, and she did a really good job. But apparently, it was not within the current era, so the younger kids of the team struggled. <laughs> Questions in the last 12 years, months. 12 months. <laughs> they definitely made a point. Well, okay, so in terms of training, you guys have already played a, a heap of matches, haven't you? Um, you know, with, uh, amongst yourselves and also with some Japanese teams? Yeah, so we um, have played some of the professional teams over here um, and we actually got a game against the Japanese national team two days ago. So that was good um, to really test ourselves against um, a team we're actually going to face in the Olympics. So we've been very fortunate that a lot of these professional teams and club teams have stuck their hands up to play us. And they're obviously going along with the same protocol that we are. They're getting PCR tested before they come in and we just, we use our own balls so we can't touch their balls. So it's all very, um, along protocol lines yeah <laughs> whatever works um yeah i mean if we get to play we get to play so we're happy with that yeah. yeah and how's it been going i think i don't know if it's already happened but have you played in front of crowds yet yeah we had a crowd the other day i think it was the 500 people were allowed in the stands um and they were all in like separate locations they weren't really allowed near us but they were definitely there and it was pretty good it's nice to have some fans. Yeah, what was that like? Because obviously crowds are such a talking point around the world at the moment at any sporting venue because some, some places still can't um, have fans there. So it's always like a huge bonus if you can get anyone there in some atmosphere. Well, Japanese aren't big on cheering, not like your Aussies are, but um, there was a double play or something happened and they all clapped and it was a bit like, oh, Oh yeah, that's 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 right. There's actually people watching, so <laughs> yeah. they're more of a um, a clap in. Oh, that was really good. Not necessarily go for one team or the other, um, but we're used to not having massive crowds. So for us, it's really not um, a huge thing. Other, the only thing is, it's very quiet, so everyone mm. can hear every. I mean, everything you say. So you've got to be a little bit um, aware of you know what you're saying, like who's around. You got to keep it clean too. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're used to non-massive crowds, so it's not a big, big deal for us. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And against the Japanese team, because softball's really big in Japan, isn't it? For those, I'm just asking for those who who don't know. Yes, yeah. So it's um one of their top sports, and they've got a really big professional league over here, and. They, um, they're all backed by companies, so a lot of people get behind the sport and they just love softball over here. So for them to be able to watch softball and have softball back, um, yeah, and they're defending their gold medal, which we hope to take off them. So <laughs> for them, it's massive. Did you show, um, I know, you know, it's, it's smart to keep some of your cards close to your chest. How much did you show when you guys played each other and, and what was the outcome? What did you take out of that from, from yourselves and from them? Um, we didn't really show too much. We just pretty much played a game. Um, saw some of their pitches, which was really nice as a hitter. Um, and like saw some of the stuff that they had to throw at us. Yeah, and just playing a, a, a bit better quality uh, team, we took out some some positive and just some small things we need to work on that we'll take into training today. Um, just having that little bit more pressure in games um, with the quality of team obviously unfolds a few things. Um, but not nothing major and little tweaks that we can do in our game, which which is great for us. It's really good instant feedback, so it'll be good. Yeah, softball, obviously, in the Olympics that has featured softball, no pressure, but the Aussies have always medalled in some capacity. So um, other than that, gold. So w- what do you think – is that what you – well, obviously, you know, gold's the dream, but what do you um, – how, how tough is the competition going to be? And obviously Japan's going to be uh, quite the force defending that medal. I think softball around the world at the moment, especially within the top, these top six teams that are going to be at the games, I think it's very close and it can go anyone's way on any day. It doesn't matter what your world ranking is at the time. There's not much between any of us. So I think for us to just go out there and have confidence and have the, I guess, the positive mentality that we can beat any of these teams on the given day, I think that's what we're going to have to take out with us and just not be afraid yeah, we're playing the likes of the reigning gold medalists and the USA and Canada and like that. But for us to have the positive mindset and to not be intimidated by those big names, I think that will go a long way for us. Yeah, who's played over in um, the American leagues? I've seen some clips and uh, there's nothing like the American commentary on softball, um, which is cool, Taylor. I heard a few of yours with, with the home run. It's like there's, there's nothing like the emphasis that those commentators put on. But who's been over there and, and how much of is, uh, is that an advantage to sort of, you know, gain access to, you know, the intel over there, if you like? Uh, we've all been there. We've all played over there um, in the professional league. Um, we actually went there as a team. Um, and we put our whole team in the league at one stage. Um, and I think it's very, it was very good for us to face a lot of their pitches because they're different um, to what we normally face. And even against Japan, it's like a different style of pitching. And I guess it was, we've got to adapt to that. So it was nice to get an insight on that. Hmm. Uh, Taylor, while, I'm, while I've got you, um, well, I've got all of you, let's be honest. But Taylor, um, <laughs> when I say, your mum's name's Bianca, is that right? No, Annette. Who, who's got... Be- okay, I, the reason why I say this is because I was listening to you being mic'd up in something and one of the commentators said, well, you've been mic'd up, haven't you? Yeah, 
while you and Belle you as well and the commentators were talking about she was commentating yeah yeah, and talking about, I think it was your mum saying, where is she? She's in the bar and that she's a massive yeah. support. <laughs> one of the ladies, yeah. one, someone said Bianca, which is why I said that, but sorry, Ned. Yeah, so that she's just been, you know, such a staunch supporter. But that's sort of the case for all the, the parents and families for you guys, hey? Yeah, it is. They're all going to Cairns. Well, some of them are all going to Cairns and, um, to watch the games and I'm sure they'll have a lot of fun there and, be in the bar and <laughs> <laughs> well I heard there's going to be a lot of um you know Aussie cocktail themes and they're going over there to have a party of their own and be as close to Tokyo as they can without you know quite uh, leaving Australia which is awesome yeah. yeah yeah it's really good all the we've all played together for 10 12 years so all the parents have been there so they're all good friends as well so they're just having their own little party <laughs> and themed nights and stuff like that. So it's really good. It doesn't sound very fair to you guys. Like hopefully you can join them at some point like when you come well. back. <laughs> um, how much have they featured? Obviously you say how close you guys all are, but, it, you know, for softballers, how much of, of that is, you know, of huge importance in the journey? Because it's not a high-profile sport here in Australia. So you guys have probably had to fight and work tooth and nail to get anywhere with this. Yeah, I guess, I guess like just having the support from our family, our support from our friends, considering we're not a high-profile sport, they've had to, you know, fund many trips when we were younger um, just to get us to be able to play for our country. Oh, and older, I guess, too, sorry. <laughs> um, so just having their support and knowing that they do anything for us to be able to represent our country and to be able to play this sport we love, um, yeah, we wouldn't be where we are without them because we are... We aren't a high-profile sport, so we, we haven't had the backing of big companies and a lot of funding, and it's been the funding of our parents that has really supported us. And just mentally as well. Yeah. Like they've, they've been there through the, the good and the bad. Yeah. Um, meddling, not meddling. They've just selection, always been there. Selection, non-selection. Yeah. yeah. Do you three have any particular shout-outs you'd like to give? Because I'm sure they'll listen to this. Um, Mum, Dad, yeah. Zane, Nan, Pop, everyone. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess I'm the same. Mum, Dad, my sister, Michelle, um, they're all, they've all had my back, so I'm glad that I got them in my corner. Hi, Mum and Dad and my brothers <laughs> and my dog. Hi, Sam. <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> Hi, Sam. Hi, Frankie. That's beautiful. Um, Kaya, I've got to ask you about your, your history with the Olympics back in 2000. How old were you? I was 10. <laughs> so it's it's a very, it's. I think you said you were randomly selected, your, your school. T tell us what yep. happened. Yeah, so back in, this is before 2000, um, it was like the Pan Pacific Games or something. My school um, got selected to be in the opening ceremony and I'm not a dancer by any means, but somehow <laughs> my class got put into it. <laughs> um, and then we got to audition for um, the Sydney opening and closing ceremony. And I remember going to this random warehouse and we danced to Affirmation by Savage Garden. Um, and they just put us through our rings and all of a sudden they were like, yeah, your class has been selected to be in the opening ceremony. So um, just, I think in the lead up, it was pretty surreal. We had all these closed practices. We had no idea where we were going. They took us to these discrete locations and yeah, I got to be in the opening and closing ceremony of the um, Sydney Games, which was crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't oh, know that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys got to do your research. Because <laughs> uh, so, I, I read that and that you, um, 
I think danced on the stage with Nikki Webster and it was so annoying because I had just, just because I don't know the words to all the songs, but just Strawberry yeah. Kisses, that part yeah. of the song was in my head like for the rest of the day, which was not ideal. No offence to Nikki Webster. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so my school, we were part of, I guess, when they formed the whole of Australia, we were from um, Perth up to Broome and we did the Southern Skies and we did all that with her, which was really cool. Um yeah, I guess that's an experience I'm never going to get back and it's something that, you know, me and my t- my classmates we still really hold close to our heart that we got the opportunity oh, to do that. It would have been absolutely unreal. And did that help light a fire for you in terms of the Olympics or I, I guess, you know, softball, if you, you got to any events or saw anything on the TV or, or went to any of them? I actually um, didn't play softball at the time. So for me it was more I was more of a swimmer back then growing up on the beaches in Sydney um so I got to actually I remember in the closing ceremony I was standing like next to Ian Thorpe and I was like oh my god he's just won all these medals and I'm this little 10 year old who he's a giant too yeah exactly and I was like oh my god but um it definitely lit a fire in the Olympics and I still to this day I say to anyone that can get an opportunity like experience the Olympics like I just remember being in the audience at some of the the games or just being in the family area out at Homebush and it was it was so much fun the atmosphere that it created it was just yeah it's cool <laughs> hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's so cool. Well, you mentioned swimming. Speaking of swimming, have you been watching? Did you watch the trials? Yeah, we did every night. We watched every single race and it was so cool. <laughs> well, it's exciting, isn't it? Just seeing, well, obviously they'll be yep. joining you soon. I bet you can't wait to be joined by, you know, the, the your fellow Aussie athletes as well. But uh, some big things happened in the pool in the last week or so. Yeah, there was some records broken. They were swimming fast times. Um, they looked awesome and it was great to see, like, the passion that they had for the sport and for the Olympic movement. Like when they, like if they won an event and it was their first time, you saw the raw emotion in interviews after um, how, how it actually made them feel. And yeah, it was cool to watch because we, we're not selected yet. So we hope to be able to feel that exact same feeling that they got to feel. How hard is that though? Just, you know, you've mentioned it, the fact that you're all over there, you're so tight, you're going through this journey together, but not all of you are gonna make the final team. <laughs> yeah, it is tough, but it, it's sort of in the, it, you know, in the back yeah. of your mind, but you can't think about it or it's just going to affect your performance. We're still in selection mode. So um, we need to just make sure we're focusing on the team and putting everything, um, put our best foot forwards and doing doing what we can. And then when it gets closer to the day, I think it will be, it'll be in the front of people's minds. But for now, um, we just need to do the best for each other. Um, as a group and put um, obviously the best team forwards and hopefully we're a part of it but we'll find out yeah well fingers crossed for all three of you of course but those who aren't making it will they stay on or do you is there a plan do you know some Uh, go straight home afterwards um, and the reserves will stay on until 
uh, mid to late July, and then they they will go once that final fifteen is selected. So some fly out within what is it, 24, 24, hours. 24 hours of not being selected. So it is hard, but um, we've mentally prepared um for this um and every olympic team goes through this type of thing so we're not doing anything that's different to any other team at the moment yeah, yeah. fair enough what about yeah. what about lydia lassala i'd heard you've spoken to or you've heard from her or, or spoken to her on zoom haven't you like I, from helsinki she's over there yeah she was really she's cool a legend that one. Yeah. Um, yeah just the i guess the journey she went on from her five olympic games um to injuring herself to having kids um, to coming back, just um, the mental preparation she went through every time. I, like, I don't know, we real, like we were all really tired that night, but as soon as she came on Zoom, everyone kind of just like zoned in and our tiredness kind of went away. We're like, this is really cool. So yeah. it was really awesome to be able to speak to her. Yeah, she's a force. So I would assume everyone gained something out of that. Yeah, once you have a brush with her, it makes you sort of a little bit fired up, I think, and insight into how tough she is. Yeah. She, she does a sport that not many people know about so it was kind yeah. of cool to hear about her training and the things that she you know she went through and stuff like that because um, aerial skiing's not uh, very popular but it was really cool to hear some of the stories and what she was trying to achieve on her journey so yeah. mm. it's very cool well what what they do i think over in pyeongchang i saw her the day after um obviously things didn't work out for her and i, I said to her i said will you ever do it again like jump again or anything and she just like choked up and she said no, because it's not like playing golf or going for a surf or whatever. It's life and death and you need, you can't just do a random one. You need people around you to check, you know, the wind, like just everything has to be perfect for a jump. Yeah, which is, I guess, a terrifying thought, but really good perspective at, you know, just how tough you have to be to even do that stuff. And, and then when it's over, it's over. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to. Heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> over there, are you guys just because obviously talking about you guys in the bubble and how you're being looked after there's a well-being officer over there checking in on you guys yeah can you like explain a little bit about what's going on there uh yeah so she's over here um and we she just has meetings with us every now and then just to check up and see if we're getting what we need and what we want i guess so like whether it's food whether it's um support or anything like that and she's just there just checking up on us and making sure we're in the best possible mind, frame of mind to go forward. Yeah. yeah, it seems like you've got a really great team over there. Obviously, not just you guys, you know, as the athletes, but a team around just making sure every box is ticked so everyone's okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah for sure. Definitely. All right, so Can something we like to ask. Kaya's dancing. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> What's that? Kaya's dancing. She said she's not really a dancer. She definitely mm. is a dancer. <laughs> You'll just catch her in the middle of a game, just having a little bit of a dance. <laughs> yeah, but it's not good. Like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be public news. I'm gonna try and Google this opening ceremony and see if I can find you on there. Well, as you know, like it's the big stage now. So what you do when in that opening match, like we're all gonna see it and we're all gonna hear it, Kaya. So just. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Like, the camera will just go to and she would just be in her own little bubble, probably. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, the team is selected, and then, as you say, the Olympics are about to start in Tokyo, and you're facing the host nation. Is that is that daunting or something that you guys are fired up for, and just think, yep, bring that one on? Definitely uh, fired up, and I think it's nothing out of the ordinary for us. We play Japan a lot, so I guess to go into uh, I, it's. And Olympic Games but for, to be playing a team that we know so well and 
we're so comfortable playing against. I think that will take some ease for us. I think the Japanese will actually have a lot more pressure on them than they think. You know, that's their home ground. They've been waiting for 13 years. You know, the whole crowd's behind them. I think they're going to have a lot of, um, yeah, pressure on them. For us, it's, yeah, nothing no. out of the ordinary. Um, and it's exciting. We get to open the Olympic Games after this whole wait. So for us, that's that's a pretty big big deal. Um, and we're pumped and we just can't wait. Yeah. What more could you ask? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I bet you guys can't wait to welcome in, you know, your fellow Olympians as well because um, you, you'll move to the village, yeah? So we go to the village on the 17th of July, I think, um, and then we're there for only a couple of days before we actually head up to Fukushima for our opening game. So we're in Fukushima for about two days. We played two games up there, and then we come back to the village um, the day of the opening ceremony. Okay, lots of travelling to do. But, the, yeah, and you, you guys are comfortable with that set up as well. Yeah, yeah, and they seem to have everything under control. We're catching, um, they're organising Shinkansen's for us, um, which is the bullet train. So we'll get from Fukushima to the village pretty pretty quickly and smoothly, which will be good. Oh, they're very efficient over there, aren't they? Um, run a tight ship. Right. Um, we, wanna, we like to ask um, everyone that we chat to what you're most looking forward to. Normally we say when you arrive in Tokyo, but that ship's already sailed. So um, <laughs> let's just talk when the Olympics start. And, it, you know, it can be anything, but what are, you, yeah, what are you most looking forward to about this experience? Let's just say you guys in a perfect world, you've been selected. Um, and, you know, from that day on, what, what's sticking out for you guys? I think for me personally... Um, this is the first time softball, well, for us, we've been been back in the Olympics. And when we play world championships, it's just softball. We're the only athletes from Australia. So I think I'm really excited to have a support team and to be able to cheer on other people and to have more Australian athletes around us, um, knowing that they're fighting for their sport, we're fighting for ours, and we're all there for the common goal of representing Australia. So to have multiple athletes from multiple sports, I think, in one place, that's going to be awesome. Belle, what about you? Um, I think I'm excited for that that first day um, and to put the uniform on. I think that will be quite emotional for me just to, if I get there, to finally put that on. Um, and we've heard lots of stories, speaking to a lot of other Olympic um, athletes about the village, so I'm excited to see, see what that will be like. I know it will be different to any other Olympics, but it's still the Olympic village. Like we're going to pass like big name people and I get starstruck so I'll be the <laughs> awkward awkward kid like oh my god look at, look at that person over there Bell, so Bell, play it cool Bell, don't be that guy just play it cool and, no, no, no. and don't I'll say something up. dumb I'll work on yeah, it yeah. now I'll have a mask if, on if so I'll hide have a, a few one liners ready okay so you don't okay, choke right. at the time well, I'm okay. single so you never <laughs> you, you should be going yeah I'm Bell I'm you know Aussie softball legend, you know, you should be saying yeah, that back to your NBA stars, right? When you see yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it'll be, but yeah, definitely the village and see what that's like, but the uniform, definitely that. Yeah, uh, I can just imagine how awesome. Taylor, what about you? Uh, playing in the first game um, and putting on the uniform, I think that's always been a dream of mine to represent Australia at Olympic Games, um, and I can't wait to just have that opportunity. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Well, I, you know, I like your chances. I'm no expert, but I've, I've heard a bit about you guys. But um, <laughs> I, I chatted to Vendiri Oboya, who's, you know, a rising star. You guys clearly know who she is. Um, and those who don't will know, no doubt about it, in the next um, few years. And when I asked her that question, she said, the tattoo, I want the rings, I want the rings. I can't wait for the rings, the tattoo, I want the tattoo. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Is that what's happening? Definitely. Yeah. 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 
Do you know where you're going to get it? I'm, clearly it's all been thought about. I'm tossing up between a few places, but I don't want to lock anything in until I know I'm definitely yeah. take the field that first because, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Jinx myself. Yeah. <laughs> I have a pair of things over here that I can't put on yet because I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can, um, when you hopefully, you know, get the job done and maybe fly into Cairns and party with your parents, um, you can get it done there maybe. How does that sound? Yeah. With the yeah. Aussie themed cocktails. Yes, Ooh, that sounds good. Good plan. We'll go on a whole plate, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'd, yeah, I hope we get some vision of that because it sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. But, uh, guys, it's been so great to talk to you. I'm so excited for you all. I know you don't want to jinx anything, but, um, you know, I, oh, I don't want to say congratulations, Olympians, because I don't want to jinx it for you, but I think I kind of just did. But either way, um, it's been great to, um, you know, check in and see how you're all going and, you know, see big smiles on your faces and can't wait. Hopefully, you know, we get to see, I'll be going over to Tokyo. Hopefully we can just wave from a distance. I don't know what we're allowed to do. Who, who knows what we're allowed to do, but um, best of luck in the next couple of weeks and um, we'll see you over there and, and yeah, enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to hear more incredible stories from our athletes going for gold at the Tokyo 2020 Games. You can see full coverage of the Tokyo 2020 Olympic and Paralympic Games on 7 and 7 Plus.